a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, Matt Landman. He made an incredible movie about geoengineering called Frankenskies, which will be linked in the show notes. It's completely free. You guys go check out this film. It is incredible. So uh, like we talk about, um, of course, HARP, um, chemtrails, weather modification, uh, the tropospheric aerosol program put on by the Department of Energy. Uh, It just goes, and he is fascinating. Plus, we do some really cool deep dives on some spiritual plus what does it all mean stuff. Uh, So let's just get right to this, guys. Uh, Without any further ado, Matt Landman. All right, everybody, welcoming to the show. It is Matt Landman. We are going to talk about how crazy weather is, but we're going to talk about how even crazier is that the governments of the world are modifying it into direst ends. So I've seen several things that you've been on. You have, of course, a wonderful movie, um, Frankenskies, that I... We were talking about it earlier, man, and I just think it's one of the best films done on the genre of geoengineering. And simply because of the research that you put into it, the interviews that you did, the way you produced the film, as well as uh, the clips that you pulled about people talking about this. And I love in one part with Michio Kaku, the anchor says, allegedly. You know, he was like, yeah, we've been doing this shit back in Vietnam. And she was like, allegedly. So they're kind of toeing the line with this thing. And we all know some shit's been going down for a long time. Now, I'm grateful for a young man like you out there that makes us all feel validated because we've all been called conspiracy theorists whenever we point out the differences between actual trails of airplanes, contrails, and chemtrails. And people are, oh, you're just just conspiracy theorists. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, But there is actually a whole lot to this. And you've done a wonderful job on this. I've been wanting to have a geoengineering talk. So uh, as I always promise my audience, we get the best. And uh, serendipitously, uh, your assistant reached out. And here we are, my friend. So... With all of that, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself, dude, and let's launch the fuck into this shit. Thanks, and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, it's such a complex topic. Um, a little bit about myself is um, my name's Matt. I'm from, I grew up in Virginia, and um, I'm just a normal guy is, is my whole story. And I'm a normal person who basically woke up to something that I was shocked that no one knew about. I mean, I had known, you know, that there were two sides of the story to 9-11, right? And that was kind of an acceptable thing. And even GMO foods were being labeled, you know? But then when it came to whatever word you want to use, chemtrails is such a dirty word, weather engineering. Well, chemtrails is a broad word that, in, that, oh, that encompasses, it's like an umbrella term that un- encompasses weather engineering, spraying particles on the people to experiment, geoengineering, which is the dimming of the sun, you know, it's all these different 
terms for the spraying of particles in the sky. So we're just going to stick to the word chemtrails for now. Sorry if that the word offends you, anybody or anything like that. But when I realized that chemtrails were real and no one knew anything about it, I slowly but surely kind of took the helm. And um, just to correct you, um, I think Frankenskies is the, definitely the best by far. Um, you said one of the best geoengineering documentaries. I, I think it's the best by far. You and know then, what? I was testing you and you passed. <laughs> All right. Nice job. Thanks. And I'm just saying. And then um, for the listeners, you yes, know, yeah. but, but please, but please, I'll do the Pepsi challenge or whatever, taste test challenge. And then you said the, um, the difference between contrails and chemtrails. Actually come to find out contrails, contrails don't exist. They are um, chemtrails. They really? are just different chemicals. Yeah. It's, every that's time. A, that was a, yeah, all the time, all, every time, in our lifetime at least. You this know. is breaking news to me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was breaking news to me as well. And like I, when I did the first couple conferences and, and went on, I've, I've been on like 300 shows. When I went on the first like 50 shows, I was like explaining the difference, you know, but then I realized it was all misinformation, disinformation, um, propaganda. And I was like, I was kind of spreading that, but I didn't know at the time. And um, it, uh, thankfully we didn't go dive deep into that explanation in Frankenstein's Thank, thank, thank God. Um, but I can get there and go there. But yeah, I'm just a normal dude that didn't really come from, I didn't come from money definitely at all or anything like that. So I'm not like privileged. But when I realized that something was going on that nobody knew about, it took me a couple of years because I realized that there was activists already doing it, quote unquote, which I don't like that. I don't like being an activist and people are like, oh, someone's already doing it. I can sit on the sidelines. It's like, no, it's, we're all in this, man. We all need to step up and be activists and represent the truth. That whole someone's already doing it is a mind control tactic. Yeah, it's a psyop, just like Q and the Bolshevik Revolution. Yes, exactly, and um, and not, you know, yeah, Q exactly. So that's that's tough. But I, it took me a couple of years of oh, someone's already done it. Oh, someone already made the movie. Oh, but once I really sunk my teeth into these films, I was like, wait, I can do a way better job than that. Because there was this turd in the punch bowl, um, kind of, I call it that. It's like, you can throw this awesome party, but if there's a turd in the punch bowl, then people are just going to talk about that. It doesn't even matter how awesome your, your party was. And people do that with the truth. It's like, you have this amazing chemtrail film, but then in the movie middle of it, there's some stuff that any normal person, which I'm, I'm a pretty normal dude. And I grew up with all sorts of normal people because they all ended up in government jobs because I grew up in in DC, basically, like right on the river, Virginia side of the river. But I grew up basically in Washington, DC. Imagine what kind of people, almost all my friends have government jobs, you know, and they're all clowning me for thinking, you know, what, what I think, which is truth and what have you. Either way, these movies and these activists, they weren't representing the truth properly. In the middle of the film, they would give you something to, like the turd in the punch bowl. Like they would go all crazy on some dead plant and say, it's obviously the chemtrails. Let's see my dead plant. And it's like any normie person can just turn it off and say, look, those people are stupid and go back to their lives because they don't want to be dismantled. They don't want their, the truth to kick them in the face and have them have to think differently. They like the comfort of their, you know, ignorance, you know, for sure. It's not, it's not bliss, but either way, once I got it, so deep into it, knowing that the activism that was there wasn't doing it due justice, due credit. And nobody knew about it. Nobody knew anything about it at all. When I was asking people, talking to people, talking to friends, blah, 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 nobody knew about it. If anything, they would, knew that it was a crazy conspiracy theory and contrails, blah, blah, blah. And so once I really 
realize that like I had to do it justice, you know what I mean? Because nobody knew about it. You know, I would be, it would be a disgrace to the truth to just let it slide, you know? So I really started diving into it and, and I got a tiny bit of traction and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm devoting my life to this thing. Cause you know, no one else had, there were already vaccine activists. There were already GMO activists and you know, those GMO activists, some of them died, brother, just so we could have labels on fucking food, man. And they've died for us, for labels. Isn't that amazing? So it's like, we got to step up and like own the truth just to represent them and, and what have you. So here I am, Frankenskies, but it's, it's the activist actually wears many hats, I've learned, and as you've probably learned. So it's not just aluminum in our skies, because it's aluminum in our food and our deodorant and aluminum and fluoride are so connected. So then it gets to the tap water and then it's like, wait a second, what about glyphosate, which was on the food? And then the aluminum in the vaccines and then holy shit, it's all connected. It's all this big umbrella, you know, octopus that you have to become knowledgeable in this whole holistic mindset of it all. That's why my website, actualactivists.com has health and all the different categories, but health is like, it talks about all this you know, everything you can imagine. Health is such a broad topic. So activism becomes this like truth frequency where you just start to learn all these things. So I've moved into 5G and I'm not just the chemtrail guy now. So here I am. Nice to have me on. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you seem really cool. I, I, um, I, I want to say that I've gone on a lot of shows and um, no one's ever. I've always, I always have two questions. <clears throat> can I curse? And like, what's, what are my limitations as far as like COVID goes? Cause I lost my YouTube channel. I don't want to screw anybody over. And, um, you, you were so on it that you like told me ahead of time, you know, no one ever says anything ahead of time or they're like, Oh Matt, you can't curse. Like what, right when I'm on a roll or I've got to like stop and be like, Oh shit, can I say that? You know? So I appreciate you being on it. Absolutely. No, no worries, my friend. I want y'all to feel as comfortable as possible here, of course, and just to cover a few things like that. Like, hey, just speak how you speak. You know, that's what I tell everybody. Just talk how you talk, man. I want authenticity here over worrying about if somebody's going to get butt hurt over it. Plus, I fucking cuss quite a goddamn bit. So it's all good, man. Uh, so let's let's dive into this shit. So I um, have been, like I said, very, very curious about this. I, I know I've got the expert on here, so I'm very excited to learn new things along with the audience probably. So, uh, of course, I'm going to be linking your film and your um, actualactivist.com down at the bottom of the show notes here and all the ways that you want to be found. I will link all of that. So, folks, just go down there and click a uh, phenomenal movie, as I was uh, correctly corrected, the best movie uh, on the topic. So, let's get into it, my friend. So, where do you want to start with how you explain what's been going on? Uh, well, we could first talk about geoengineering, which is a term which is becoming normalized and in our face. And, and this is a, a, like a scapegoat term for the word chemtrails. And it's, it's like the most important thing that anybody can talk about right now. And they're not talking about it. Every human on earth. It's, it's like, if we're going to do anything about this, it's now because there's this whole agenda to normalize and launch geoengineering, which is the spraying of chemicals in front of our sun to dim the sun to slow down the warming of global warming, which is nonsense, which is already BS. You know I about, heard about that? That uh, what? Bill Gates wants to like dim the sun for everybody's benefit. Get fucked. Uh, that that's not happening, right? 
Well, what did you hear? Because I want to, I want to just like test this because this is a great uh, survey. So, what did you hear? You heard Bill Gates is going to bend the sun, and what they canceled it. Did you hear that too? Uh, uh, no, no, I hadn't. I thought that this was still ongoing. I thought he was um, just pouring all the particles in the plane himself as we speak, and they were about mm-hmm. to take off. So they said they were going to do it in Sweden this year. Well, okay. So first off, they were going to do it in Tucson in 2018, I believe it was. Um, I held a conference down there. And it would have been 2018, maybe 2019. Um, let me get my years together. I think it's 2019. I held a conference down there. We had a huge turnout, protest, uh, concert. Um, it was unreal. And we put their little experiment on hiatus. They moved it to Sweden because of our um, activism. It was amazing, inspiring. I mean, I got arrested at my own conference. It was an unreal day. It was an unreal Tucson experiment. Uh, experience experiment i was the experiment of like all this nonsense tucson's a totally uh, heavily infiltrated like government city i probably will never go back at this point but what we did is we informed the entire region that this experiment was going down not that chemtrails were real i mean people got it but more so like do you consent to this experiment which was the spraying of nano dust aluminum over your freaking city yeah to see what chemicals work best to dim your sun so the mainstream news now is last year in sweden Sorry, this year in June, they were supposed to do it. In 2021, June, they were supposed to do this experiment and then they um, put it on hiatus. But what's really suspicious is they say they're going to do it next year, um, but they're putting it on pause to, um, they say it's to address the opposition, but they have the opposition controlled and the control, controlled opposition, which is a term, you know, I hope you, you all know about this. The controlled opposition, they are asking for governance of this thing, which which is just like the UN or the US government being like in charge. And it's 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 a slippery slope towards a horrible outcome, which is publicly spraying our skies with metallics all the time, not just here and there like they do now, which they do it often. They don't do it here and there, but like way more than they even do now because they'll be doing it publicly normalized completely public so our time to like wake people up and protest this is like kind of right it's basically right now it's i'm working on the sequel franken skies 2 and i pray that uh, climate chains franken skies 2 climate chains like shackles yeah because of the hegelian dialectic a problem reaction solution what global warming actually is, which is this kind of cornering us into this, oh, we need to dim your sky, which geoengineering world. And what is geoengineering? It's chemtrails in your sky all the time, mixing metals to deflect sunlight. So we don't get sunlight. Our plants are us, vitamin D. Hello, people. This is very, very bad. You know, this isn't just like labeling food or like trying to make someone get the jab it's i mean that all these things are very 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 huge and important this is like it's so huge because no one's even talking about it and they're just gonna like slip it all under the rug and then put it in the headlines oh this is now normal and congratulations you're welcome so that's something they did this over in dubai recently they said that they were seeding clouds uh to make it rain uh to cool everything down of course in, in a drought you know then they did this very publicly this was in i think israel and saudi arabia wasn't it well that's interesting and yes they did and russia as well and this is just now in the public vernacular okay so in the 1960s okay 1913 okay in san diego 
this guy Hatfield, uh, Professor Hatfield, who was hired by San Diego to make rain. And he proved that he can make rain just by building this like 35 foot tower and seeding oncoming clouds with this like mix of chemicals. He made it flood in San Diego. He burst dams. Like they got so much rain that the dams burst and he was sued by the city for doing his job too well. And then, and since then it was public knowledge that we can make rain, right? So in between now and then, which is, we're talking over a hundred years, they've been able to quiet that information. Like in the sixties, they made it flood in Vietnam. Vietnam yeah. The whole, the whole world. Allegedly. The whole world. If you look at the news articles, the whole world. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Your, right. Yeah. And you're moving. But, yeah. but, but if you see like there's news art in all my presentations, I show the news articles and the United Nations comes together, 52 countries to zero after that weather warfare was used and they vote, you can't use warfare against other uh, weather warfare against other people, but you can use it you on your own people, your which, own people. which we it. do all the time. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can quell, we can quell hurricanes. We can just poof, make them go away, but we exacerbate them. Yeah. We can quell forest fires, but we steer them and exacerbate them and even spray aluminum and barium in the sky, which are, patented fire accelerants on our forest. I mean, it gets really deep and I'm not really, I'm kind of meandering on the topic, but it's, it's such an amazing um, deep topic for people that are new to it. And it's like this big reality check, you know, it's kind of scary and the truth pisses you off and it's a kick in the face, but eventually it's like, it does set you free and it makes everything. I mean, it makes your life pretty important if you can drop this knowledge on some people and change the outcome, which is like losing our son to some globalists they want to control who gets sun and who does not get sun. Yeah, you know? it's like so the it's, ultimate it's really fuck important you. stuff. Yeah, yeah it really is. It, it really is. And it's a way for control. I mean, that's what this is. And you talk about the Hegelian problem reaction solution thing, and that's exactly what they create here with this, is that now they can make droughts happen in parts of the world that need federal aid to come in and rescue them. And then they can be like, oh, well, for a certain percentage of your tax dollars, we'll uh, send some clouds your way. But the problem is, is that with HARP or some other sort of technology, if you can control it to rain, you can control it to not rain. And so therefore, it would just be this constant cycle of manipulation uh, for more power for, yeah, if you if you hate another country, then you make a deal with that country to screw over part of its, I don't know, landmass, part of its population. You know, somebody somebody took a, a shit in my punch bowl and it's all anybody could talk about at the party and now I just want them back. And so you can do this type of stuff. Flood out cities, uh, make drought happen, steer hurricanes to take out any part of your population, which then feeds into the need for more government. Because now your government's like, ah, we'll come in and save you with FEMA and everything else, which just then pumps more money into this thing. It, it could be viewed as being that way, but it's definitely being manipulated for some sort of nefarious purpose. Now, don't these lizard idiots realize that they live on the same planet as us? That's a common question. Like, why would they do that to themselves, people say. And um, it's, it's deep and it's, it's spiritual, I feel. And for one, they know what's being sprayed where and when. And they know, you know what to do to get it out of their system as well and whatever. And it's, they're really, I mean, we all are very, no matter who is listening and you think you might be a badass or something, we all have really good hearts and we're not total evil sociopaths. We can't put ourselves in these shoes. We just can't. And we try. We always try. Why would they do that to themselves? What? Dim our son? That's crazy. We're all programmed together to think that this is just too big to be true, too crazy. To, but it is. 
And um, the answer is like, I could give like the really deep spiritual answer, which is I think they want to block our sun to disconnect us from our source to prevent our evolution as humanity. Whatever our human, human evolution is, whether it's towards utopia or spiritual evolution or evolution out of physicality or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm just here along for the ride too, just like anybody else. But I think they're trying to dismantle it to push some transhuman agenda so that they can get control of us. Why? I don't know really why. Like it's really deep, you know, greed, you know, like there's so much, there's so much. So there's so many ongoing programs. Um, and, and just to, to backtrack, so you asked about the Dubai thing. Yeah, they're normalizing something that's been available for 100 years. I don't know why exactly. It's like all of a sudden they're saying, oh, we made rain over here. And in Dubai, they made it with lasers. Like you don't even need the technology is, is so advanced now that you don't seed clouds with like silver iodide or, 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 or frozen carbon dioxide, which is dry ice, which they did for decades. They literally zap clouds or no clouds with lasers from drones and they know how to just make it pour you know they they know it the, the technology i mean china cleared out smog for the olympics it's like no yes. <laughs> ski resorts ski resorts make rain oh even um power plants like over here we have pg and e which are this was enron big evil Cal, um, californian power company and they publicly seed clouds in the paper oh we're going to see clouds for our hydro dams to make energy and people are like, oh, okay, yeah, for the energy. Well, why don't they do it for farmers? Because they don't want us to know that they can do it for farmers. It's just that, like that. It's, that it's, it's really accessible. Yeah, and NASA did this shit too with that huge thing, you know, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, I think from, um, what's that damn car show? Anyway, uh, Top Gear. Uh, he went over there and was like, oh, this is crazy, Mike. And they're like making this damn cloud and then it goes and rains. But that was back in, I want to say like early 90s, 80s, something like that. But of course, it's been around much, much, much longer than that. Uh, so, you know, and it's something interesting that you said about them just telling us this now. There, There's other parallels with this right now as well. Uh, UFO disclosure that's been going on. So you've got people now, your government saying, oh, here's some tapes from the Navy. And then we're going to we're going to trickle out some papers and stuff to you. Oh, and we've been having this program. It's kind of like this as well, but in a different way. They're not saying we're capable of doing this. That government over there is, and good for them, because they're doing that for their people, but we're still not telling you that we're doing that. But it's interesting right now, and so when folks like me and you that have known about UFOs for a long time, I don't know how you feel about those, uh, but also that have known that weather modification or geoengineering has been taking place for a very long time, whenever they finally come out and say, oh, yeah, we're doing this thing, it, it doesn't make people like me and you go, yay, they finally told everyone, you and me go, why the fuck are they saying this shit now? You know, how are they going to use this to screw over the population, right? Because to some people it's news, and to us it's like not validation. I don't get any sense of satisfaction from that. I get a, okay, motherfucker, what are you doing with this? Because we've known about it for a long time. They're trying to sidestep decades of treason. It's, I've given it deep thought. What is it really that they're doing? It's treasonous. They're, they're poisoning the forests. They're droughting the farmers. They're totally engineering the weather to their own good, not ours, to gobble up, gobble up, consolidate farmland. Bill Gates is now the biggest agriculture. You know, of course, of course, Bill, <laughs> don't even get me going on the Bill Gates thing. But when they start to tell people that they're doing it, it's a disclosure kind of thing. Yes. And then they can really do it and sidestep all this, this scrutiny and transparency that was necessary, you know, long ago. 
So I'm going to go on a little tangent about these different programs that are ongoing because I want to cover that um, Contrails comment that I made before. So the Chemtrails thing is already there's all these different programs at once. Every time you see stuff coming out of the back of a plane, it's some sort of program, which is unreal for people to really grasp and wrap their head around. But it's true. So you've got from NASA, you've got a charged aerosol release experiment, C-A-R-E. It stands for CARE. I mean, it spells CARE. (laughs) But it's a whole program. It's, un, it's unreal. It's <laughs> hidden in plain sight. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like they disclose it. They do. They tell you. Yeah. And they have a fleet of planes, drones, ground-based stations, all this stuff. And they spray aluminum, barium, and strontium in the sky to use, quote, the atmosphere as a laboratory. Right? They say this. And they make these, quote, noctilucent clouds. These clouds that wouldn't exist before. They mix these chemicals and make noctilucent clouds. It's Spraying out of planes and drones. They've got barium release rockets from the 70s, NASA patents. So you can, you can watch these patents come out and then see these programs use this technology and look at the skies and kind of put the pieces together on your own. And so that CARE program out of NASA, NASA has a budget of $50 million a day. There's hardly any scrutiny there or transparency there. And they have a chemtrail freaking program that's one of the programs, one of many. Okay, the Department of Energy has a chemtrail program. And this one, if you really want to know about chemtrails and you really want to get, go there and be like that rabbit hole conspiracy dude, or even yourself, uh, Brandon, because it's so deep. This one is unreal. This, this one document, you know, like kind of like disclosure you're talking about with the whatever, whatever it is, this is like right in our face. So it's called the tropospheric, which is troposphere is a layer of the atmosphere that's close down to us. The um, stratosphere and the stratosphere are nearest, the iron and ionosphere is higher. Um, different layers of the uh, atmosphere have different weather patterns, what have you. The Tropospheric Aerosol Program, TAP, from the Department of Energy. So it's T-A-P-D-O-E, right? Tropospheric Aerosol Program, Department of Energy, and then it's a PDF file, which is like a compressed file if you don't know. So, and it's like 99 pages. So you type in T-A-P-D-O-E, PDF, in your search engine, and you get this this PDF that you can download and look at. And it's so full of technical jargon, but it's from 2001, right before the biggest distraction we were ever going to see, which was Mm 9-11. And um, in the document, it discloses everything. Talks about um, their program of spraying the the sky. And And they really get deep into spraying the sky over forest fires to get their chemicals to stick to the smoke. You know, they, um, they experiment their, this is all in this document and it's like right there in plain sight, 2001. It's like, it's like they put it out there and if you are smart enough to find it, then it's like, well, yeah, we told them. It's like part of their, I don't know, karmic disclosure or whatever it may be. I don't know exactly why they show it to us because they don't have to have that public uh, out there. It's crazy. So in 2001, the do- in this document, they have a portion like page 50 or whatever, where they experiment with their resources of their drones and planes and helicopters and and mixing of chemicals in the sky spraying chemtrails right and they do it not over some like farmland or some random mountain or something they do it over nashville tennessee and they have a map of it they're like we did these 12 lines here and then mixed these 10 12 lines here and this is what the chemicals did mixing together it's unreal the chem the, the contrail word 
that like it, this is like a psyop and this is why we're all so divided and confused on it and like someone's looking at the sky is like is that a contrail or a chemtrail it's like oh son i'll explain it to you and blah 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 and look in wikipedia and all this okay so first just just a quick quick side note 1965 the engines started being outfit with these rolls royce high bypass turbofan jet engines the two-ton titanium and steel, they slammed into the Pentagon and disappeared. You know, they weren't even there. But supposedly, you know, didn't even break the glass or anything. Two-ton titanium steel engines. These um, are big turbofans. They're just turbofans. They're like propellers. And all they're doing are pulling air through them as like a propeller. There's no heat going on. There's not some crazy combustion. Like if there was some inefficient, crazy heating, like what, 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 that wouldn't be efficient and all of that gas would get burned up all quick and stuff. It's a turbo fan. It's a big family. Like my dad, that's actually rest in peace, was a pilot and we would go through freaking um, flocks of birds and they're not coming out singed. They're not coming out singed, dude. They get chomped up and, and maybe the fan blade gets damaged or broken, but they're not coming out heated out the back. There's no heat. Okay, when they turn the the, car, the freaking airplane on the ground level, you walk by, it's not like you're getting fucking burned by it or anything like that. There's no hot air. And this whole condensation story, it's like anytime you see a plane going by with nothing coming out the back, that's normal. That's it. Okay. You see something else. There's some sort of play going on. There's so many programs going on. And in this document, the Troposphere Aerosol Program, DOE, they call it precursor gases meaning gases that they lay out first before they lay out the other gases to get the other gases to like stick to stuff or whatever. So they're laying out like barium, which you can't see as well. And then they put in aluminum and it mixes to it because they're negatively and positively charged. They have chemical reactions and they're doing their thing, whatever they are, dimming the sun or playing their game or whatever. And they're telling us, it's like when you make a, a soup, you, have, you create a base. That's what those contrails are. They're precursor grasses. I call them primer planes. And if you really start to watch the sky all the time, like I do, you'll see the primer planes come out. And it's like, oh, all the planes are these little short chemtrails. And they're priming the sky. And once they've gotten it ready, maybe it'll take a day or a couple of days. Once they've gotten it ready, then these long tra trails come out and they stick. It's like, how do they stick so well? It's because the sky got primed. And they have um, next rad stations on the ground that can see how much barium and where the barium clouds and what they're doing and all this sort of stuff without um, us being able to see it with the naked eye because it's just gaseous barium which we can't really see but it's highly toxic and it's again a patented fire accelerant so in this tropospheric aerosol program department of energy document in the back there's an appendix and in 2001 they dropped like four million dollars on just risk aversion uh risk assessment like not getting caught not getting exposed exposure exposure assessment risk aversion whatever and it's like dude, behind the scenes totally doing this agenda doing this program um full full-fledged like starting around then 2001 and so people ask well why why are the department of energy have like a, a chemtrail program well one thing is is what who is the department of energy it's dirty energy oil gas you know they don't want solar power to proliferate maybe they just want to dim the sun so we can't have solar power mm. i don't know I don't know exactly, but they're evil elitists that are behind the geoengineering. And then when the geoengineering whole discussion comes up, guess who the controlled opposition is? The opposition to geoengineering are the, somehow it's big oil, which it makes sense because they're the ones saying that global warming is not real. So it's like, it's like 
<laughs> the duality behind all these controlled arguments is just, it's just unreal. We don't even get a say. So there's another program that's you can totally research. It's unreal. It's right there, Department of Energy, which in Stranger Things, they like demonize it. And then when I try to talk to people about it, they think I'm, I'm a hoot because it's already in the, in the media. They've made it into the boogeyman. So when you bring it up, they're like, oh, like Stranger Things. Or when you talk about dimming the sun, they go, oh, like in the Matrix or oh, like Mr. Burns. They like have something that they can um, ridicule. They have this ridicule psychology embedded in them. They can make fun of you as a conspiracy theorist for all these, all these different things. It's so It's predictive programming. Yeah, they yeah. put this shit out there. And yeah, there is some sort of idea that there's a karmic, like they have to tell you what they're going to be doing at, before they do it. And then if we don't stop them, then it's consent, right? And then they're like, well, we told you that we're doing this. So uh, now let me ask you this. Do you think that it is that we're all being experimented on? Or is this a result of a program that's been executed fully and is in rollout phase? Like they know exactly what they're doing. Um. Well, let me just, to answer your question, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to finish my last little tangent. So there's also all these other programs ongoing. There's um, SPICE, Stratospheric Particle Injection for Climate Engineering, and that's a huge ongoing program. There's Solar Radiation Management, SRM. Um, there's Solar Radiation Management Governance Initiative, SRMGI. It's this whole governance of the solar radiation management, which is the dimming of the sun, not letting too much solar energy come in so that we don't get too much global warming, supposedly. Um, there's SAI, stratospheric aerosol injections, and that's, again, to dim the sun in the stratosphere, injecting aerosols into the stratosphere through the CIA and government, other black ops, like governments and stuff like that. So there's all these different agendas doing all these different things, but they're all just spraying the sky as a waste dump and um, experimenting on us. Yeah, completely. Like on the weather or on the people or on everything? Yes. The answer is yes. It's every which way. In, the, in, the, in, in Frankenskies, one of the most jaw-dropping, like every time I watch the movie, and it's like, you know, I've seen it, what, one million times now because I made it. Every time I watch the movie, because I'm still doing screenings, I'm, it's so great to get the word out. I can't believe it's kind of like a fine wine, really, because the truth is so important nowadays, even more than ever. And Frankenstein's is pretty well done. I'm very proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I hope that I hope that everyone else out there can watch at least the beginning. Um, but when you get to the, it's chronological timeline footage of weather engineering, weather modification, geoengineering, this whole topic of chemtrails. And so obviously I didn't film the footage from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. But once it gets to modern day, it's footage that I filmed, right? And when it's in the 70s, there's this whole disclosure thing about this St. Louis experiment on the people where um, radioactive zinc cadmium sulfide, it's basically, it's basically aerosolized radioactive cadmium and it's sprayed in the ghettos of St. Louis and the projects okay, from planes, but also off the rooftops and also from outfitted station wagons rolling through the hood, spraying this toxic chemical um and only to see um how basically how many children would die from it they wanted to see the impacts on these people's lungs and this is our u.s air force so then i start to ask huge questions so the answer is like yeah we're always being experimented on it's unreal and it's not fair um the emf stuff is that too the 5g rollout is all that too and all this it's just it's really really not fair and it's violations of all these human rights and ethics codes in nuremberg and it really at the end of the day and I know I, I, I'm like a big conspiracy guy, people would say, 
But I don't think we won World War II. I really don't. I think that it was just covertly, we lost, but, you know, it, we, it was covertly um, won, basically. Yeah, like Jim Mars' book, The Fourth Reich. Yeah, a lot of people say that, that uh, Germany lost the war, but the Nazis did not. And you know this with Operation uh, Paperclip and NASA and everything else. I mean, it's been infiltrated for sure. MK Ultra, another big one. Yep, we're right on board. You're on the red show, man. Yeah, well, then MK Ultra seems like it's segued into mass MK Ultra through the having a freaking smartphone. I mean, it's emitting it's emitting frequencies. It's also got crystals embedded in it, technology we don't even understand. These things are outfit to uh, propagate a five G wave, even like the iPhone eight, which I'm blown away that these iPhone eights are all of a sudden just like propagating five G carrier waves. So j- just really quick, because this is super important, I have this silver. EMF protective clothing line. Everything is silver based. I, I make these hoodies lined with this silver material. I um, baby blankets, et cetera, et cetera. Everything's silver. And I have these Faraday foam bags named after Michael Faraday, who made these um, Faraday cages where you go inside and you get no signal of any sort um, for various reasons. People that are EMF sensitive or just, you know, whatever. People get ringing in the ears. There's all sorts of reasons you want to go inside a Faraday cage, whatever people do. But these Faraday phone bags that I make, they're these small bags. You put your phone in, and I actually have one in it right here. You put your phone in these, these phone bags that are silver on the inside, and you don't get any signal. It just kills the phone. Um, no texting, no tracking, no phone calls, no nothing, right? And it's just for whatever you just want to check out. You don't want to be tracked. or you, It's just kind of like turning off your phone, but even more. It's like really, really killing any signal that can go into your phone. Um, whatever that that's just it's just a little thing that i have been selling for years and my provider my supplier has been selling these bags for even longer let's say a decade right so thousands and thousands of these have been sold they worked perfectly like i said they make your phone not work they worked perfectly up until march of last year right when all this shit started happening is it the 5g switch yeah, man. So people start calling me from LA, Flint, Michigan, Fort Lauderdale. Matt, your phone bag just stopped working, bro. I'm like, what? what? Like, I got it from you a year ago. I heard you on Coast to Coast. But, but all of a sudden, and I love the phone bag. You know, people like to sleep, you know, with it, just put it in there, boom, whatever. So I'm like, what the fucking A? You know, people actually, somebody threatened my life because they said I was a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck, Flint, Michigan doesn't play around. And I, and I got kind of like irate with this customer and I was just like, dang, customer service is no joke. So I was like, I got to do something about this, of course. And I talked to my provider and they're like, look, we can just double layer them. Like that's our solution. And I'm like, damn, I got to pay double then. And they're like, yep. Did it work? <laughs> yes, it worked. So um, the... Is that because the signal's more powerful so it can get through that one layer? Dude, like way more powerful than it ever was. Like, which is, I, I which would, means I would it's estimate... impeding on us way more dramatically than any other previous electromagnetic frequencies before it. Yeah, I would estimate like maybe even like five to ten times more radiation than it was before and it's a different type of radiation actually because it's propagating this really small carrier wave it's a dip 5g is a different tech 
you're pushing along the carrier wave for everyone. It's not just your data on that phone. You're pushing along the signal. So it's, and it's a very small carrier wave that can like get absorbed into you more easy. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but that's, I mean, it, it is what I just said. It's just so much more data. It's a smaller carrier wave and the size really matters. An AM carrier wave is a thousand feet tall. And that thing goes through us, goes through buildings. It doesn't even impact us unless we're like living at the base of the AM tower. FM radio waves, same thing. They're like 10 feet tall. Wi-Fi radio, Wi-Fi waves. Like I don't want you to sleep right next to your Wi-Fi waves, but those Wi-Fi router, um, but the Wi-Fi modulates, but it's, it's still like, it's like 30 centimeters. It's like a foot. All right. These things, they impact us, but nothing like 5G. It's so small that it absorbs into our cells and it can totally impact us. So the fact that it's, it started penetrating these bags, um, it, it blew my mind. And then, and then come to find out when people are saying that they have these symptoms, like uh, loss of taste. Loss of taste, bro. Yep. yep. That's that radiation. So I, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, 5G is definitely something uh, that's interesting. It's another one. It's going to be up there with chemtrails pretty soon where everybody's, ah, you fucking conspiracy theorist. But actually, there's really something to this. There was a book written not too long ago called The Invisible Rainbow. Have you ever heard of it by Arthur Furstenberg? Yes. Yes. It's on my bookshelf. I love it. There you go. Uh, absolutely. So uh, this concept is very fascinating to me, though. This is the one that um, are you, would you take on a project like that, like explaining that book, basically all the all the information in there in a film? I think that would make an incredible film, dude. Um, yeah, I had I had a film I was working on and I should get back to it. It was called Altered and it talks about um, it gets really dark, though, and I didn't want it to be. I didn't want to make such a dark, it goes into the future of it too, because um, yes, it goes from um, the Spanish flu and the increase of the electromagnetics on earth and people getting sick from it, but people adjust to radiation. They don't just die from it if it's not that intense, you know, Um, it's so intense we can't even feel it. The difference between um, different types of radiation is basically the threshold of can you feel it or not feel it, okay? I mean, that's really what it is. And you can't feel this radiation, but it builds up still, you know, it's not heat. You can't feel the heat, but over time there are still impacts. It's, it's just that it, it is just that. So as the electrical grid on earth gets cranked up, people are impacted by it they show symptoms, but their body adjusts. So they like lose their sense of taste for a couple of weeks, but then their body adjusts to the phone in their effing pocket, dude. It's crazy. And then there's all this like psyop misinformation that the cell towers are meeting so much that people are dropping dead in Wuhan. No, dude, it's the phone in your pocket. Like distance is your friend when it comes to this source of the radiation. And okay, so what Furstenberg's, sorry, sorry, I'll, I'll, get, I'll wrap this up real quick. So what Furstenberg said in his book, Arthur Furstenberg, is that um, as the radiation on earth gets cranked up people are showing symptoms more and more and more and more and i wanted to make the movie show that but as they increase it they're going to start turning us like robotic and that's how we're going to adjust to it and it's like a transhuman reality that they're trying to impose on us and that's like the weird dark aspect i didn't want to get into the movie but thank you i should revisit that it, well it's just so interesting how all of the or a lot of the main global pandemics over the past what 100 years is what he covers in that no 200 years it's back in the late 1800s when they started putting in, like lightning in a bottle and shocking people at parties and stuff and then that's how they figured out um sensitivity 
sensitivity to electronics was back then when people got really fucked up from it. But it shows the evolution of how when new technologies roll out, uh, guys, again, uh, this book's called The Invisible Rainbow, Arthur Furstenberg. Uh, pick it up. I'll, in fact, I'll just link it down in the show notes right next to your movie just so you guys can check that out. Um, and so basically it talks about the rollout of all of these new technologies and the correlating health effects that it had on the populace and even the pandemics were started exactly at the same time and this isn't an isolated thing it's like when they shot radar up uh, or shot rockets up you know when they clicked radar on that was one of them i think that was the hong kong flu right and then when they shot rockets up for satellites that was another one that triggered another pandemic and all of these things kind of pop up around the world at the rollout of these new technologies where you're being bombarded with new electromagnetic radiation this also used to happen a long time ago when we didn't have any of this shit with uh, solar minimums and maximums and so this dude breaks all of this down it's a phenomenal read and it goes really well along with your work especially when you tie in the concept of 5g now let me ask you a batshit crazy conspiracy theory you ready for this one okay Always. let's say that to what you said about them dramatically enhancing our ability to absorb more, more and more amounts of radiation okay that's that's check one that may be why 5g exists and all of these things it's natural progression then they're wanting to shield our sun or block out more solar radiation or harmful rays is the story uh by mechanical means by doing this with aerosols and other means uh do you think that they that this whole damn planet's a spaceship ran by lizard people and that they're about to launch it out into space and that they're just kind of prepping us for the journey to be able to handle our, handle interstellar radiation better for our planet to actually be like some sort of spaceship uh the anunnaki is what makes me think of this you know zachariah sitchin's work where he talked about that they basically engineered us as a, from the hominid species that was already here to mine gold to shoot up in their atmosphere because of their crazy-ass orbit. Do you think there's anything to that, or are we just having fun? That's, that's a good one. <laughs> I just thought of it when we were talking. So I was like, dude, I got, when you talked about throwing it in the sky, I was like, Anunnaki, hang on. And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's have fun with it. What do you think? What's really interesting is when I first got into the geoengineering or chemtrail um, game, which was, I mean, like really hardcore, like 2013, 2014, 2015. And people are saying, um, at the time, it was like, oh, they're blocking Nibiru, or oh, they're doing this, or oh, they're terraforming the planet so that the evil reptilians can like come live here and breathe the, the air and all that stuff, right? Well, when 5G started coming out, I started kind of thinking that, that there is like a terraforming going on, but it's us. Yeah. Okay? And they're, tr they're, they're grooming us to what ends it was to like basically hold a lower vibration so that they can like, I mean, it's this, it's this hybridization of humans. Like they want to make this transhuman thing and bring this kind of frequency kind of lower on earth. And if everyone's in this 5G tip and has this like technology inside of them too, that can be integrated with the 5G, like eventually people won't have to go get the new booster. Right. You know, they'll just get the update from the cell tower out front because of all the na nanotech inside of them and stuff like that. The, the spaceship thing, I don't think so. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> I don't either. It just sounded cool. It, it, there is some, some terraforming of the humans though, like through the, through the chemtrails and it's all, it's all like together though with the metallics and 
the frequency. I mean, control with frequency is something else. If you you know about binaural beats, uh, yes, 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 yes. It's actually really simple. It's meditation music. You find it around, but but we're our brains are really sensitive to going into um, different frequencies. Like when you're sleeping, you're in a or meditating, you're in this theta. If you're agitated, you're in a different brainwave state. Delta and all these things are very um, close to each other in terms of hertz. Like the frequency difference between agitated and 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 not is is very the threshold is very slim. So if you want to put yourself in a meditative state, it's like eight hertz basically well you can literally listen to music that'll put your brain wave in exactly eight hertz which means eight cycles per second of this of a of a wave going by like eight hertz is from heinrich hertz um, which is funny because hertz actually does hurt but heinrich hertz he died in mid-30s from so much exposure to this radiation which is ironic see but hertz is cycles per second and um our our theta is this very slow uh, cycles per second and you can put your brain in this state very easy just by putting in headphones and listening to this music that's tuned to it so how does it tune your brain one headphone is like 100 hertz and one is like 108 and then your brain just does the differential which is eight hertz which is eight hertz so your brain is very very easily uh, programmed or calibrated or whatever so to take that forward and to understand what bluetooth headphones are please if you have bluetooth headphones i'm sorry just get rid of them i'm I'm the emf guy now and they're actually really harmful they communicate while they're in your ears they communicate with the with the cell phone you know emitting radiation which is not good but also did you know that they communicate with one another through your brain so if they're just zigzagging back and forth information they can easily dictate the frequency of your brain and put you in an agitated state or whatever. And you don't want to give that control away, you know, and that's like the, that's, this is all slippery slope stuff towards a, towards a transhumanism reality, which I can't help, but, you know, fight with all my heart and soul. I'm right there with you. Now, another thing I was thinking about the other day, man, and, and all of this kind of has to do with one another. So this is perfect. The timing on all of this, of course, is that let's say you go through humanity seems to go through these cycles and I've been paying attention. We do a lot of spiritual shit on the show too. I've been paying a lot of attention to the long cycles of stuff and I'm, you know, and looking into alternative histories with Tataria and things like that, where it looks like this very high, we're going to just call it dark and light for now for the, for the analogy, this highlight society that was open for everything. We're, we're all in one, everybody, nobody goes to bed hungry. Uh, there's no socialism kind of thing. Just nobody goes to bed hungry. They had wireless electricity, which they shared with everyone. This just thing that we really, really want, right? And then there seems to be this divulge in, um, I don't know, I would say intelligence because it seems like lizard people came in at that time. That whole thing got destroyed and then, you know, the foundlings and there's a long story of Tataria. That's the brief one. But when you think of alternative histories like that, and then you think of what they're trying to do right now with the planet, which I do not disagree with you at all, they are making this place as unauthentic as they can. And they do it with our food, with our water, with our skies, nothing sacred anymore, right? Uh, Polluting the oceans. I mean, all of this horrible shit that's done for the sake of industry. And uh, the damage that this does, though, is so far reaching that perhaps it was just maybe an accident. And then in some meeting, some smoke filled meeting one day, one of these lizard people was like, tell you what, let's fuck up the earth. And then what we'll do, because it's already gone, right? It was our fault. But what we'll do is we'll continue to do that. And then we'll just alter humans, these sheeple running around out there to be able to live in such a shithole that we created for them. And then, of course, along with that come the reins of control. And your mind can just go nuts on this shit. But let's say that 
on this planet right now, it feels like there is a bifurcation of ideologies, even more than ever. And it seems like this divide and conquer tactic has worked to some degree. But the part of the dichotomy that I'm really focused on lately and that interests me the most is the light and dark. Okay, you've got this transhumanist agenda with the dark side that wants to get... uh, AI and you know with this Elon Musk guy that in one breath calls AI a demon and in the next wants to jam Neuralink in your head and with artificial intelligence and then program the shit I mean you can't trust this type of ideology and then yes they're fucking up the skies they're doing this geoengineering again our food water everything and then you have the people that are more spiritually based more natural more light beings, if you want to say it, more into nature and the earth and natural things. And you see this almost take off like a trend on that side. You see people starting their own garden and getting their own chickens and playing with crystals and stuff. Do you think possibly, you you also hear about this split of earth, right? Do you think possibly this is actually physically going to split into two different dimensions to where this transhuman shit happens? It's this horrible hellscape. And then this other part that all of these other people have been working on, and that's why we see such a huge split right now, like more than ever. You're amazing. So um, exactly. Yeah, I talk about this all the time, especially on shows and with my girlfriend and like you're you're spot on with that. What you just said. I think that that's the plan because these evil fucktards, they can't have their own timeline without getting without getting rid of us, man. Yeah. Like they 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 know. So here's what I've so amazing stuff you just touched upon. I mean, I'm I just now today ordered um, the official guide to the exposition, um, in, um, I, I did the St. Louis when I got that guide, which is unreal. The official exposition, 1904 exposition in St. Louis. Um, but I've also got now the 1894 Chicago one. And it's, it's the fact that they have thousands of Filipinos on display. I think they may have just brought in these people and called them the native Americans. I, I think that's going to insult a lot of people, but I don't even know what our true history is, but that, all that is unreal. So here, let me just riff on what you said, and, and it'll, be, it'll be agreeing with you. I think astrologically, we go through these times where we go from dark ages-ish, even though this is all fake history we've been programmed, some dark ages to a refinement, and maybe it's only like 400 years, who knows, or, or not even, who knows how fast these cycles go, okay? But it goes from like this ignorance, idiocracy world to, and, and maybe reincarnate, I don't even know what about reincarnation, but either way, humanity goes through these cycles where astrologically we go through these eras where it's like darker, lighter, 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 and then we have an evolution of consciousness of some sort, and then it starts over. Like Saturn is like the main force, like the evil or whatever there's like darker ages and then we we elevate and elevate and elevate and then as we ascend the the there's some evil assholes that like like you you reference reptiles or whatever you know, i jokingly call yeah yeah for lack yeah. of a better word i mean i'm not putting myself in the shoes of humans when i'm wondering like who's trying to dim the earth and right. populate and turn us into robots like elon Musk, i've got a close friend who uh, worked in the solar industry with Elon Musk. And he said, every time he's over his house, the guy's just housing ice cream like a fucking madman. He's probably possessed or something. Mm, human food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who knows? And the stuff that you said about Elon Musk, I can't, I can't even, I could go on and on about that. So Total Recall, 1990 film, Schwarzenegger never goes to Mars. 
Elon Musk is, is going to make it so that people don't really go to Mars. They just get a chip in their head and it pushes this transhuman agenda to think that they're going to Mars. And everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm so cool. I went to Mars. No, you got Neuralink in your head, bro. He made you get that before you could even go to Mars. So, so Brought so to I, you by so, the Flat Earth Society. Right. So, so check it out. Humanity goes through these processions and we're entering into an age now where the stars are going to open up and we're going to have these abilities basically and the vibration that we possess. So first of all, I think that all of humanity is in like this, um, we're a co-creator species. We're very powerful, like kind of God-like beings in the image of God, I guess. And through our like third eye, we really, we literally like project. We don't realize this because we're so programmed to think that we're powerless, but we literally have like a projector coming out of our freaking head and another kind of like higher dimension. And we create this reality together, all of us, you know, and that's this power that we don't, that they don't want us to know. They want to steer us and get us to create their dream instead of our dream, which is earth is programmed to go through these processions where we go higher and higher and higher. So they know that like in the year 2030, we have like this heart opening and people start to work in peace and there's not like war everywhere or whatever. They know something happens for some reason, the evil reptilians gave them the crystal ball or the book of earth or whatever and showed them the future, right? These evil assholes. So they're trying to completely hijack and distract us and polarize us. Are you pro-vax or anti-vax and whatever? And of course, we're going to take the side of truth or whatever, but we're all going to get caught up in it, right? And then ultimately, people are going to choose the side of darkness because they're so programmed. And it's not fair because it's early on our evolutionary timeline. They're getting hijacked. They're getting tricked. And all the people that are like in favor of truth are going to be so like refined from this that I think they are trying to create a timeline split. They can't hijack this entire timeline because we're all here. All of the, all of these, uh, high, like we, us, the truth seekers, the truth bringers, whatever you want to call us, like either we're, either we are a reaction to the darkness or we're just this balancing force or we're like the, the, the seeds that have like um, come whatever i don't know but god has a plan and i don't think it's gonna be that we split and let this shit go to total hell and they and the devil gets his souls or whatever i don't want that to happen i don't want to give give that anything i want us to all go together including those reptile assholes we all ascend and um if it starts back over in darkness and they got to go down and rework their karma again then let them do it but they don't get to hijack any fucking timelines fuck that noise well, you know, and the idea that uh, this happens like with the Yuga cycles or with the Hopi, you know, they've talked about the earth being destroyed. I think we're in our fifth uh, reincarnation of the earth itself. Uh, the Mayans, of course, you know, that big change that was supposed to happen in 2012 and then the connections to the Mandela effect, which I fucking love that one. But uh, if you look at if you look at the way that everything's playing out and it's easy for us again, and I, and I love what you said about I'm not thinking of a human whenever I put myself into the position of somebody that can do that. I completely agree. And this term of lizard people is just you know, analogous to these pieces of shit, whatever the fuck they are, archons, um, robots, maybe from a alien race that's taken over the planet. We don't fucking know, right? But there's something, and it does seem to be anti, or not even human at all, something just super fucked. So whenever uh, you talk about the Earth splitting like that, it's more of a dimensional thing that I've that I've come to understand. But even that sounds erroneous. 
if you follow the concept that we're all one. So if we're all one, all of this shit's the same thing. And like you said, the lizard people come because we're all one. And it's almost like this huge movie that's going on right now, or this big play. And the actors of the the actor acting the part of the hero and the villain bow at the same time at the end of it. You know, it's like a big Civil War reenactment, only on a scale in which is not perceivably false to us or not real, right? Because it is real from our perspective. So it feels like this huge, just like Civil War reenactment where we get together on the weekends. You know, we got normal jobs, but we get together on the weekends. We come play Earth for a little bit. From our perspective, of course, it's lifetimes and histories and whatever, but maybe it's none of those things. Maybe it's just this experience. Nothing happened before you, Matt, were here and nothing happens after it. It's just game over. Uh, You know, you put your quarter in and then now you're going home kind of thing. It's crazy. I love these, these concepts and this, um, this thought experiment stuff. So, um, bring us back. Uh, I wanted to ask you about harp real quick before we wrapped and we'll probably cut it here pretty soon, Bubba, but you're fucking fascinating, man. You know, you're, you're welcome on here anytime. You're soul tribe, dude. Thanks brother. I really appreciate that. And you know, there is some wild hijacking nefarious agenda and in my life, okay, I was uh, privy to seeing some real darkness in my uh, micro of the macro. And once I saw that there was actual darkness on earth, I, I realized there's good and evil. And I didn't give the chemtrails the benefit of the doubt. And I realized I'm good and that there is evil. And I'm going to fight evil because I'm obviously not evil. I'm obviously good if there's two things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that obviously God is in charge or the higher forces are in charge. And even if they try to dismantle us in a million different ways, the more that they show their evil, stupid asses, the more that people wake up, you know, and that, that timeline of we're supposed to wake up in 20 years, it just gets fast forwarded because all those, you know, it's that hundredth monkey. So many people are waking up now because of the darkness showing its stupid face. So that's, it's kind of inevitable either way, however you go ahead. Oh, but here's the thing, right? It is a play, but the good guys always win. Okay. You've got very few movies and stuff where the bad guys win. Okay. But they know this. So maybe this is just kind of like the end of the play or the part of the play to where the climax is happening. And then we get to just enjoy this utopia that all of us have known should be here all along. So it's not, yes, they are stupid. And this is what's so fascinating to me is it's so fucking obvious, right? There's breadcrumbs that they leave everywhere. They're like, oh, we're not doing this. And then they tell you what they're doing. Event 201, you've got all sorts of evidence to show that they kind of let you know ahead of time hey here's what's going on and even during they're like ah we're not doing that and then they look over here yeah you are here here it is it's published and they're like ah you got me but you know we're still going to play this part so it's it's like a game you know i know that it seems like out there and somewhere we can see things where people are getting hurt and i'm not saying that they're not i'm saying from your limited perspective the only thing that you can perceive is the battle going on out there of course some of it's touched you because it has to because you've got to know like you said the good guys bad guys white hats black hats you're a white hat for damn sure dude and so you white hats need to know what it's like to come toe-to-toe with a black hat because that's what fuels you that's the hero's journey it feels like that's what the fuck is going on here and that that's what we're living because again the good guys always win man there's been dumb shit that's happened forever even if you go with what history tells you and the good guys always win and especially lately it does feel like we're winning and it does feel like that hundredth monkey thing i'm glad you brought that up uh to where it does seem like because the darkness is so dumb but again it's one of those things maybe it's doing this on purpose maybe it's being so erroneous because the pace at which the ending 
wasn't being scripted out very well because it took people forever because the real housewives of whatever was a little bit more effective than they wanted it to be and made everybody super lazy. So they just didn't get off their asses. But now there's this huge, evil, fucked up thing going on. And a lot more people are like, oh, okay, I'm awake. I'm awake, which is wonderful. It feels like the conclusion to the story, you know, or just at least the next step that brings us to this kind of utopia that all of us have wanted since we were kids. You know, it just feels like this thing that has to happen for us to, I don't know, enjoy it more. Well, yeah, it's a beautiful opportunity. I mean, we could easily just say uh, public schools suck, but then we send our kids to public schools. But now we're being forced to create a yes. whole new world. Yes. And in that, you know, being an activist and leading the way, um, I'll talk about HARP after I say uh, this one this one thing. Um, we've been planting seeds as activists, you know, and we'll continue to plant seeds, you know, whether it's just even dropping the name Frankenstein's or telling people fluoride is bad or whatever these seeds of truth that we plant all the time, you know, people pass over your show and maybe they dismiss it, but these seeds are planted. The soil has become so fucking fertile, bro. And the, the rain is like thumping down. Like the seed has to open up. It's like, it's being forced to, you know? And then once it comes out, there's the light. It's just like so obvious. It's such a beautiful metaphor, but we've been planting these seeds and now the soil's become fertile. And here it is, we're getting our opportunity that, ne that we never really thought would come so full force. So HARP is an acronym, H-A-A-R-P. Fuck that. It's Before you go on, you're amazing. You're amazing. That was like one of the best ways I've ever heard that put, dude. F fantastic job. And it gives so much, you know, it, that's exactly what it feels like. Okay. So I just wanted to stop you and say how incredible you are and how grateful I am that we're doing this. <laughs> Tell us about heart, brother. Yeah, well, it's it's an acronym and thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I give it a lot of thought, you know, obviously. You can tell my, and you're sincere. No, this is great. Thank you. Um, H-A-A-R-P is an acronym. I believe it's for the highly active uh, auroral research program. It started off in Alaska, right? And it's wild because this is like a conspiracy theory. People say it's crazy, but in Frankenstein's this footage, they're literally passing it off. Um, like DARPA was done with it and they want to hand it to someone else and they're doing a committee meeting in Congress about it. And they say harp a hundred times. It's just like, it's not fake if they're talking about what they're going to do with it. Come on. I mean, you know, like sometimes people just need that real big kick in the face to break it out of this uh, you know, fairy tale, right? Because sometimes we get down this rabbit hole and, you know, a lot of things might just be like fun and fancy free and we don't really can't sink our teeth into it until it's really right there. So HARP is this antenna array. It's Tesla technology. And when Tesla's technology was taken, it went kind of sh black ops and they kept playing with it. Right. And what they learned is you can um, use antennas and use radio waves and have those radio waves intersecting just like a microwave, actually. I just realized this. Wow. Yep. A microwave, when you have a microwave, it's little radio waves. It's, it's, everything is radio waves. We call it light, but then there's light that we can't see. And those become, those are radio waves. Um, Wi-Fi is, is another radio wave. It all travels at the speed of light. It's just utilizing white, uh, light to carry information. We can only see Roy G. Biv, but just outside of Biv is ultraviolet. And just outside of Roy is, ultra, is um, infrared. And we just can't see those things, but it's just the curvature of our eyes. And I think when we were giants, if we were giants, we could see all this stuff and not be attacked by it, which is totally another rabbit hole. And it's amazing. But the heart thing that they learned, the U.S. Air Force and Navy and what have you with Tesla's technology, they learned if they use these antennas and intersected these radio waves 
in the sky. They pick a focal point in the atmosphere. It can even be miles away. And then they intersect these radio waves and they can create superheating. If you lay out chemtrails, aluminum and what have you, you lay out the metal dust and then you superheat it, you can heat the atmosphere to near the temperature of the sun with this, right? So you create superheating. And of course, if you can create superheating, you can um, create high pressure, which is just hot, uh, hot air or air that's going up. And if you can create a wall of hot air, you can uh, steer jet streams, um, do all sorts of weather warfare stuff. So they had this like um, huge football field of these antennas that are like 40 foot tall. Um, and they started steering the jet stream from Alaska. They started steering the jet stream that comes into the Pacific Northwest. So from over there, they were steering this whole atmospheric river. For those that don't know, there's this whole river of moisture that flows in the upper atmosphere. And it's like a river. It's called a jet stream because it's a stream of water. It's like a river in the atmosphere and it comes off the Pacific Ocean and it's seasonal. But usually it's like from October to March, the whole Pacific Northwest is getting drenched and this river of moisture comes across the transcontinental United States and it meanders. But it's this traditional, you know, annual thing. Well, if you can put a wall of high pressure, you can drought out California, which is what they did and all this sort of stuff. They started steering the jet stream with this making of high pressures um, with the harp. Well, that technology of intersecting radio waves to create high pressure, to steer jet streams and uh, create drought and create heat waves or attack, attack Iran with it, um, the president, uh, Ahmadinejad, he was complaining about this, but they do that. Or you can, you know, with these technology, you can just make the clouds not, not rain. And there's so much you can do with the harp technology. They've been able to shrink the technology. They're now called ionospheric heaters, and they're in these big uh, golf ball looking things. They call it Nexrad. They say it's for like uh, weather prediction, but it's actually for well, control. It kind of control. Is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it is. So this, these things are mobile. And they're, you can see them on your mountainside sometimes, these big balls, white balls, but also they're mobile. They're on aircraft carriers and what have you. And they, they go around and, and make hurricanes and stuff like that and steer jet streams and do nefarious, crazy things like that, that weather phenomenon. There's so many 1,000-year event, weather flooding, weather this, weather that. Like we got this omega crazy heat wave. You got this crazy jet stream attack thing, um, ice storm a few months back. Snowvin. And that, that was the manipulation of the jet stream. This jet stream was meandering across the, the country, the U.S. And instead of just passing through like North Texas and bringing a little rain, they, they made a right angle and made it shoot all the way up to Canada, made another right angle and made it come down from Canada and literally freaking attack y'all. Yes, they did attack us. And excellent use of the word y'all. I do appreciate that. Uh, you know, and it does, um, it was pretty messed up because we, I mean, you go deep with this one too, that it was an attack on our power grid because there are three power grids in the United States. One that controls the East Coast, one that controls the West Coast, and one that controls Texas. God bless it. We got our own damn power. But there's other shit. If you believe in the theater of politics, Biden signed over the agreement for China to dick with our shit months before this happened. And then ERCOT, which is the... Um, power company uh, took over and then they just happened to not, you know, uh, take care of some wind turbines that would have had everybody survive. Instead, they caused 
billions of dollars of damage. People lost their lives, and it was a miserable fucking week for Texans, man. We don't live here because we like cold weather. That was ridiculous. So, yes, it feels deliberate, and it, but it feels like a multi-pronged attack. Uh, but we're Texan, so they couldn't do it. Um, they tried to break us, but they can't. We're Texan, dude. That's how this works. So uh, let's do this. Um, you are fascinating. I cannot let you go without talking about how giants could see through everything. So we need to do that. My, I will get the mail if we don't, if I don't ask you about that. Um, th- I believe, I, I believe that there's been various humanoid uh, experiences in this realm. And that there's always been this battle of good and evil to fight the um, evolution um, out of physicality. Like this is a very tight frequency that we're in here. And um, as we evolve, we can't even exist in this frequency anymore. We exist in a higher vibration, which might be another earth or whatever parallel universe. I have no fucking clue. But I think that there were battles here before. There's mountains that look like fucking giants and stuff like that. It, and there's, there's trees um, that seem like giant stone trees or whatever. Okay. So if you were evil scumbags, rep, these evil reptilians, you call them or whatever, and you were fighting this humanoid, there was Atlanteans. There's all these, look, look, on a, on, a, on a real level, it's, it's, there's demons and maybe they're working with reptiles or whatever, but there's like demons, they don't have bodies and they want to leech onto us and keep us at a low vibration so they can leech onto us. Once we get out of this frequency where they can't leech onto us, they have no power at all. And they got to wait for the next fucking round of humanoids to come in and escalate beyond them again. And they try their mightiest to fucking do what they can. And they work with whoever the fuck they can to do their bidding. And maybe they'll get bodies if we do this transhuman thing for them or whatever. But either way, in these earlier fights, I believe they turned everything into fucking stone. That's what it looks like. And why? Because they wanted to prevent and an evolution of consciousness beyond physicality. What better way to keep humanoids in physical form than to um, turn them to stone if you have that technology to, to sidestep this like loss of their entire realm and to let the equinox go through and they start over, Saturn's in control, you know, and like we start over from scratch or whatever, right? So the giants thing is, is totally fascinating on a lot of levels. The trees that, that are now stone, there's not normal trees. There's like a couple trees per civilization and they're magical of some sort. I don't know, like some serious uh, magical stuff, but also our, um, our chakra system and our Kundalini dude, it's compressed like a spring, bro. Like I give this so much thought and meditation. I take these boiling hot Epsom salt baths and shit. I'm always thinking about this stuff, man. Cause this is my life, right? I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Like, do I go out and fight the fucking anti-vaxxers or fucking pro-vaxxers no. or whatever the fuck? No. I, you know, I don't want to fight any, no, I mean, I'm not fighting yeah. anybody. Obviously I'm the anti-vaxxer, but this is, they want us to fight. Right. So I'm trying to figure out, well, what's the real battle? What's really going on? And I think that to control us spiritually really quick to control us spiritually, our DNA was reprogrammed and our, our um, chakra system was compressed like a spring. And now it's coiled all tight before it was, we were giants, dude. It was open and we could easily connect to our higher selves and we were unstoppable. We had third eyes, the size of a fucking grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, a car, a Miata, right? And they couldn't fuck with it. And now the third eye is tiny, is tiny. And they hit us with fluoride before we're even babies, giving us fluoride pills and aluminum, all this. They're attacking it because they know what's up. They programmed us to try to get us stuck. I mean, they, they engineered us to try to get us stuck 
in a, a vibration where we could be stuck there forever with transhumanism, reality, and all this stuff. Because the stars are going to keep going through this progression over and over and over and over, and we're supposed to ascend with it. But with the biggest distraction ever and polarizing us and getting us to fight, we might, you know, be distracted enough. But they can't, they can't win. But yeah, it's so deep, dude. That's the that's my like really short elevator pitch on that. Giants. I, I love it. And, and this is what leads me back to the thing that maybe we're not, because I've been under the impression, especially as of last year, because I was a Paul Revere um, conspiracy theorist. I wrote around the wake up, you know, they're coming, uh, you get it, you're being fucked. I, I don't do that anymore. Um, I, pr- I put messages out and if people want to find it, they do. Uh, and it'll find the right people, but you're not here to save everybody. And this is, this is a hard one uh, for me, honestly, personally, uh, to get to that understanding of, but I really do believe in this now. So to your point, no, you don't go out and fight people. And I know that was tongue in cheek. But what, why I'm saying that is, is because that's all you have is to tend the garden you've got. All you can do is what Matt Landman can do. And that's it, man. And so, uh, and so you, you be that beacon though. You be that lighthouse for when folks come calling, they, they say, man, I need, I need a lighthouse in this storm. And that's probably what brought you up to Ashland, by the way, uh, is just that area. You said that it was a mysterious reason or something like that. Well, then that's probably why you're, you're there for a reason. I would say it has something to do with this though. Uh, and so it, it does feel though, like, if, if the system that you just said is in place and you just got the gears turning here, I, I love the Devil's Tower ancient um, and Sibs on Insta is an Instagram page. Have you seen that? Okay, check out no. Sibs on Insta. I'll, I'll message it to you or just go ahead and check it out while we're talking. But it basically does this. It talks about how the mountains were all um, ancient creatures. And they do this. They'll, they'll show a mountain and then they'll trace out the lines. And especially with the, like that snake in, I think it's Cambodia. Is that where that is? That snake uh, rock, right? It's got the damn head, the scales and everything. It's ridiculous. So the, these things, though, uh, excite the fuck out of me. And, and the reason I was bringing this up to the to the point I was making earlier, but maybe there is a bifurcation here. Maybe um, like they're kind of allotted. Everybody's kind of allotted a shot, but there's things that resonate with you along the way. And you'll pick one of these two paths. Now, you can dip between them, but ultimately you're going to kind of go white or dark hat, right? Or just apathetic to where it's just, I believe everything I'm being told. I don't think for myself. I don't want to do any kind of critical thinking. So I'm just going to go along to get along. You're over there with the archons. Okay. You get your souls taken because you were giving it up anyway, but they're getting preyed upon though. It's not fair. They are. And I, I want to say that I agree that everybody should get a fair shot. And I, and I know that, but, but think about it, man. Everybody gets preyed on. You got preyed on. I got preyed on. It's part of the system. Everybody does. But eventually you get to a point where you either stay a victim or you wake up and you say, there's something going on and I'm done with it. Now, the recognition of that usually is enough to kind of get all of that off of you. Plus then if you follow the model of like attracts like, then you gravitate to you, the lighthouses that you are, for instance, and you find that knowledge and then you can wake up, which is probably part of the experience as well. But it seems like there are a few NPCs or people who don't give a shit about their lives, who don't want to wake up. Uh, They don't want to know how the magician does the tricks and that's fine. They're not living a bad existence, but maybe the next step for them is not conscious evolution. Maybe they just kind of recycle here until they figure it out. And the split on earth that I was talking about earlier, possibly is the ascension process, and then the people who have gotten preyed on that haven't figured it out, yes, it's tragic because it's not their fault. But the people that have figured it out kind of ascend and move on, we've done the work, right? We listened to people like us, and we have critical thinking. So we're able to kind of decide these things for ourselves. Matt, you're a badass. What if there's an evolutionary timeline, and it's they're just toddlers on this evolutionary timeline. They're being preyed upon as they're literally just coming in and they, are, they, they get their fair shot. They're not old souls. 
Some of us have done this a bunch of times. Some of these souls are just showing up so that they can get refined. And yeah, they wanted to eat Doritos this fucking life because that's what they chose. And their whole future timeline is getting hijacked. These are toddlers. It's not fair, I think. And that's where I'm coming from. And to like, to kind of, I've, 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 I've been there with the whole split thing. I made a doc, I made a little short film about this split and people, and it's, it's really what it is, is it's biblical, bro. And it's like, is there the rapture or not, you know? And is everybody gonna go? if there is one or not. And it's a big question. And I guess we can like, we can, we can talk about it all day, but I'd like to hope that we are badass enough to bring everybody and everything with us as we go up. You know what I'm saying? I'm completely with you. And that's why the model that I, if I had to plant my flag, which I don't, it would be, if I had a preference, like if I could create one, it would be, yeah, man, that we're all just here playing. It's a big game and we're, it's all just a ride. Everything here is set up for you to experience that no matter how fucked up from our perception it could be. Uh, or we're tailored, we're, you know, there's another splinter off of that, that we're all kind of um, quality control agents, people like me, you and comedians, um, especially because they point out things in this reality or in the matrix that suck or are stupid, like child cancer, something like that. And they're like, yeah, that's fucking dumb. Why did they do that you know intelligent design am i right and then maybe there's notes that we're taking and then whenever we exit this matrix you know uh then we say okay cool so we have a list here uh fleas got to go mosquitoes are bad and then child cancer that's got to be top of the list guys get rid of that for the next round and then they fire up a new matrix and then we go explore that right i don't know that that could we could definitely go on on all of this forever but to the model of if there are nefarious things here which splinter off of the original idea that you can't be influenced any further after you're gone because it's just a game. The game's over, the ride's over. You get off and you go write another thing. Uh, but in this model, if we're talking about a nefarious force here that does have control over certain things and then therefore they would be younger or toddler souls, which I completely agree with, then earlier on in their soul's evolution, then yes, they would unfortunately fall victim to that mentality. This is also where maybe that Archon idea of you know being tricked to go to the light kind of thing. Have you heard about that when you die and you're being tricked? Maybe that's, you know, maybe this whole thing about spiritual ascension is to learn in whatever life you can not to go to the light and that you do something else because all you're going to do is constantly get recycled here until you figure something like that out. We could go on this forever, Matt. I recommend going to the North Star. That's what I'm going to do. The North Star? Okay. Yeah, let's let's yeah. do it. I'm, I'm all about this. Uh, Matt Landman, I can't thank you enough, dude. I'm, of course, going to link all of the ways to find you down in the show notes, brother. You are welcome here anytime. You're Soul Tribe, man. So just don't be a stranger, okay? Thank you. And um, Instagram, uh, Sparrow Gear. And um, I hope that um, I hear from everyone. And I've got a daily truth blog on actual activists. So thank you so much. And I appreciate what you do, brother. Have a nice everything. <laughs> a massive thanks to Matt Landman for spending some time with us on the show. Uh, all the ways to find him, of course, uh, his EMF clothing line, Sparrow. Uh, as well as his movie, Franken Skies, are linked down in the show notes, so y'all just go check that out. The movie's totally free, guys. Just go check it out. It's really, really interesting. He did a phenomenal job. So, uh, again, massive shout-out, Matt. Thanks for your time, man. We'll definitely have him back on for sure. Uh, as far as the music you're hearing underneath this, guys, Vinny the Saint is linked down in the show notes. Great friend of mine personally, and he just makes some dope music, so that works out as well. 
Uh, as for this show, you can find us at expandingrealitypodcast.com. Uh, also linked down in the show notes. That's where YouTube, all the socials, Patreon, all that stuff's there, guys. So uh, go out into your world this week. Um, and of course, just be nice to everybody that you come across. We're all kind of uh, fighting our own battles out here and you don't know where anybody is. So just take that in, into consideration before you blind react to somebody because it's something you don't know anything about. Uh, kind of keep that uh, in mind there. Add, adding to that, of course, just grab a piece of litter off the ground, toss it in the trash can, guys. Uh, be nice to every human, animal, any creature that you come across uh, out in the world when you're traversing out there. While you're traversing, get the hell out of the left-hand lane. That's annoying as hell. Uh, and go out into this beautiful place, guys. Uh, no matter what this thing is, no matter what's going on, resolve each and every one of you to just be good to one another. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.